Wayne Holtz Podcast. Yes, this is another episode of the Wayne Holtz Podcast, and actually it is episode 10, guys. I don't know what you get me for our 10-year or 10-episode anniversary, but... You know what I like. Um, thank you so much for sticking around. And we could not be here without our fantastic sponsors like La Santa Luna. La Santa Luna is a top alternative fashion collective in Texas, bringing you the hottest parties, fashion events, entertaining anything in between. Interested in keeping it keeping up with the America's most fashionable cover coven? Follow the boutique on Instagram at La Santa Luna Boutique and stay up to date with your favorite brand ambassadors at La Santa Luna 2017. Also, for all you single witches out there, don't forget to check out their singles mixer on June 30th at La Botanica in San Antonio, Texas on the St. Mary Strip. You never know, you your lover just might be waiting for you. Yes, La Santa Luna. And La Botanica, which I perform at all the time, is an all-vegan restaurant, bar, and venue located on the St. Mary's Strip at 2901 North St. Mary's that focuses on fresh and healthy ingredients and fresh and fun events. Flavorful dishes are prepared and cooked when you order them. They provide a casual dining experience with a quality of food that can only be described as high and loving. Pair that with great events from live music and DJs to free yoga and other nonprofit events and festivities, La Botanica has you covered. And yes, they cater. Contact them about catering and events on Facebook and follow them on Instagram at La Botanica underscore Sananto. Also, check out Time Wheel. Time Wheel is an independent record label, artistic media platform, and creative studio based in San Antonio. Founded in 2003 by a collective of artists, Time Wheel's main mission is to create and celebrate forward-thinking music, art, and culture. As a label, Time Wheel supports developing, uh, develops and distributes work made by independent artists of various mediums, from music and film to animation and emerging digital analog art forms. Some of Time Wheel's artists include Verisimilitude, Feminine, X, Something Fiction, Dolphin Dilemma, and many more. Learn about Time Wheel and their roster of artists at timewheel.net and use the contact option to submit your work. Thank you so much, sponsors, for believing in us at the Wayne Holds Podcast. And the main reason we're here at the Wayne Holds Podcast today is to welcome our guests. We're really excited to have television and radio personality, quote unquote, and co host of the <laughs> Perez Hilton Podcast, uh, Chris Booker. How are you, Chris? I love that I'm a quote unquote. I don't know about that word personality, you know what I mean? But either way, the, the audience is excited to have you here. They've been waiting. They've been patient. Oh, nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> How are you doing? I am well, thank you. Yes, and you are relaxing. Is this one of your, before you go into work, is this your time off? What's going on? Yeah, today's, uh, today's kind of a light day. I try to keep Fridays light. Uh, just the radio show this afternoon in Los Angeles, and that's about it. Yes, because you have been in uh, radio for years. As I've said, uh, you have been in the biz for years, starting early in radio in Philly and New York, uh, even on the Howard Stern Show. And our audience will recognize you as an MTV VJ, appearing on hit VH1 shows like the I Love the Blank series, I Love the 90s, blah, 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 over 50 <laughs> times, says your website. Okay. Yeah. And you, you ran coverage for the Grammys, Red Carpet, and more. And now you DJ and interview every major artist on 97.1 AM Radio in Los Angeles, and you're the co-host of the Perez Hilton podcast with the president of the internet. Internet. <laughs> uh, Perez Hilton. Wait, I got a little. Let's see. One, two, one. Life 
from Los Angeles. It's PHP. <laughs> the Perez Hilton. Podcast. With, with my man. Chris Booker. Chris Booker. It's Booker, baby. And one and only world famous Perez. 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 Perez Hilton. Yes, which we love. And which is actually how you kind of came into my consciousness, Booker, which is fantastic. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you listen. I mean, it's it's really... It's strange for me. I mean, you know, it's, it's number one, it's odd when somebody reads your resume to you. That's always very weird. Um, <laughs> just listening, I was like, God, I've done a lot of things. I should be more famous or rich or something. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, the podcast is a really um, interesting thing for me because it is real. it really has introduced me to uh, a new sort of, I don't know, audience, I guess, uh, people that – uh, you know, maybe I didn't talk directly to before doing the podcast with Perez. He has such crazy fans, and um, and just to just to have a show that's worldwide. You know, I mean, when you do podcasts, they just they you never know. I mean, you'll get a you know a tweet from Brazil or someone listening. Where we have a huge following in Canada. I don't know why Canada so much, <laughs> but it's very strange. A lot of listeners in England and. You know, I mean, even talking about things like Brexit and stuff, I mean, it gets back to us. So it's really it's really wild to have, um, you know, I, I, I guess an audience other places other than America, and, you know, on the outside of typically for me, it's been music. Um, music's kind of been the thing that's um, been the center of me, um, a little bit of entertainment reporting and such, but mostly it's been the radio and uh, and even commenting on music, like you mentioned, on uh, VH1 a ton, and you, you know, so being able to kind of spread my wings a little bit and talk a little bit more about things I wouldn't typically talk about or necessarily want to talk about sometimes. <laughs> politics. But, uh, yes, because yeah, everyone does really... need to check out the, the Perez Hilton podcast, which is available. Uh, oh, you've uh, never heard two people fight like Perez and me. I mean, we just fight. I mean, it's kind of like two well, – you couldn't get two polar opposite people, but um, – it's one of those. It's one breath. of those great cringe-worthy uh, comedies, and I seriously, <laughs> I I binge on it. I can't. But but how did you yeah, take I, your your real your you know you started out in radio as you said you know really um, embracing the musical side of business and um, how did you really take that from the the local markets in New York and Philly and translate that into the the career you have now? How did you push it forward into the VH1 stuff? Be, I mean, blah, blah, blah. my radio career started in in West Virginia in college oh. actually, and that's. Yeah. You know, and that was God, twenty-seven, twenty-eight years ago. Um, so I really, really, really started from the bottom. I mean, I'm from a tiny town in West Virginia, so um, I don't know. It's just kind of I'm I'm a believer in hard work and setting goals. I I set a goal that I wanted to do radio in New York, and I always wanted to be on MTV, and that was my other goal. And I I really decided that at a young age, at eighteen, nineteen years old and I wanted to, you know, make it to New York and do radio in New York and um and then I did. And as soon as I got to New York I you know, it was a couple years later, I think ninety nine, I think I started at M T V being on like a VJ on M T V too and doing some specials for M T V a couple couple different things. But um yeah, it's uh it's just setting goals and working hard. I mean I was you know, I was the, you know, twelve hour a day working guy for, you know, but the better part of the first decade of my career it was uh you know, I would say more than 12 hours. I guess I'm kind of lying. I mean, I would get in at nine, and I did seven to midnight. And so, I mean, I would work my one job at the radio station till you know seven. Then I would pop on the air and work till midnight. So, you know, some days were 12, 15-hour days. So that was kind of my life for a decade: hard work and you know having a goal. And 
And I, you know, at 25, I guess I peaked because I obtained everything I wanted to do. Yes. So, at 25, I was kind of like, well, shit, what do I do now? I have, uh, I have no idea what I want to do. I'm just going to, I guess I'll just stick with this radio thing and see how far I can, you know, ride this out. And it's been a very, um, it's been a very good career for me. And, um, you know, I've always said the goal is just to continue working. And uh, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And, and I'm, uh, I'm working at it still every day, you know? No, yeah. And, I mean, I feel like I still see you everywhere. And you're still speaking. With, you're, I feel like you're so relevant, really, because you're in such a major market in Los Angeles. And, you know, they would say that that kind of um, shapes the way that music is, is heard around the country at times. Um, on 97.1 Amp Radio. And just so everyone knows, by the way, I'm just going to throw this out here to the audience. Um, if you don't live in Los Angeles, you can listen to, just download like the TuneIn Radio Amp. All you have to, App. All mm-hmm. you have to do is type in whatever station you want to listen to around the world, and you can tune into Booker. What time are you on over there, Booker? I do afternoons. I do three to seven West Coast time. So where are you, Texas? I don't even know what time zone. Yeah, I'm in so, Texas. Yeah, whatever. So do the math. I'm, I'm bad. You're like an hour or two ahead of us. Two. I yeah, think. exactly, exactly. No, check your lo- local listings. You guys can do the math, but just get the app and, and check out Amp Radio and everything that uh, Booker's doing. But um, so how do you feel? Um, what do you think about the way that the music industry has changed as far as like um, I don't want to say necessarily quality of music but i would say in the last like 15 years or so uh, songwriting has gotten different and maybe less uh individual do you uh as, at least as far as the top 40 and stuff like that goes do, have you seen it do you know what I, do you feel me booker no i feel exactly what you're saying and i understand what you're trying to say and it's not so much that the music has changed it's the music that you hear on the radio has changed right. and and it's got so homogenized and so completely boring when you look at the 80s and you look at the different sounds that were on the radio from, you know, Duran Duran to, uh, you know, whatever, Depeche Mode to Brian Adams to uh, Phil Collins to Genesis. There was every different kind of music in every different genre, and including when rap music hit the scene. And, you know, and that really started to take over as well. So there were just so many different um, styles and genres. And it was it was exciting and everything was you, you know, in front of you. And, and I think, you know, radio in Europe is still that way. When you listen to the BBC, they still play a lot of different types of music. But, but American radio, and I always try to explain it to people, it's a business. And you have these, you know, these conglomerates that own these companies. There's two or three of them. What they do is play the hits. And when there's so much money on the line, I mean, you know, you have, you have these radio companies that are worth billions of dollars, and they're beholden to their their companies or whatnot to generate revenue and to get ratings and to get ratings there's a formula play the hits play the most you know popular music hence the word pop it's for popular you know play the most of it and our jobs in the radio industry it isn't so much to be uh, to be the first, per, you know, the person to play the wildest music, the, the, new, the newest music or whatnot. It's to get ratings and to play hits. So therefore, when that's the marching order, everything sort of shrinks when you just say that. And then when you look at the audience, uh, uh, the audience and people and the different choices they have, whether it be, you know, listening to satellite radio or listening to Pandora, listening to Spotify, listening to Tidal, listening to whatever. I mean, I mean, Amazon Music, there's so many different places that you can get music 
where it's being streamed and provided exactly what you want. So that kind of shrinks the radio audience even more, making it even tighter. You know, you, you, it, when, when the ratings start to go down, radio stations just get tighter. They get more familiar. So everything starts sounding the same. It becomes the same, you know, two guys, Max Martin or whomever, that are writing the same songs. And unfortunately, you you get a homogenized sound where every, you know, if you didn't know better, you would say, well, this Taylor Swift song kind of could be a Katy Perry song, and this Vanessa Michael song could, or you know, it, they, it all could be it all could be the same. Is that her name? Issues? Or am I thinking of somebody from work? <laughs> oh, whatever God, her name is. <laughs> um, I, but whatever, it all kind of sounds the same, and it's just a product of what is just going on things are shrinking and it's all about the hits and you have to play the hits to get ratings and that's it's so why strange though because like the hits like what is considered the hits these days because i rarely i very rarely turn on you know actual radio um unless it's literally to listen to like uh, you know npr or something or talk radio or something but like it's only because i feel like it, they're called hits, but if these guys have, are making so much money, and you know, it's I'm not, and they're they're talented people, and I'm not saying there aren't talented songs on the radio, but sometimes it almost feels like not only repetitive, but uh, uh, very elementary school. Like there has always been the conglomerates controlling the music industry and the pressure, and I know that the online streaming has definitely changed it, but I feel like people are so okay to put out these awful songs. <laughs> that, you know what I mean? That are almost you know, like all, I could like it's I could. It's all about what catches your ear, yeah. and, you know, it's the same thing over and over sometimes. And, listen, every now and again, something will break out. You know, you'll get a, a song from Lord that will that'll go, oh, wow, what was that? You know, Royals, that was so different and so unique. And, you know, like a childish Gambino right now, which is, you know, really wild and funky and 70s-like. And, there's you know, there are the, the, the individuals out there still kind of, I don't know, breaking the mold a little bit. But then you know you have the people that are just kind of doing the same thing over and over, and that's 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 kind of the formula right now. It's just uh, a lot of that, and it just, goes, it just goes back to getting ratings. It's I don't think it's that the product or music has gotten worse. There's some great music out there. It's just yes. it's just so fragmented now, and it's it's buried so deep in the internet. You 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 need a you know you need a guide to show you where it is. If you want to dig a little deeper, and the the point is, most people just don't want to dig a little deeper. When especially when it comes to, if they got 10 minutes a day, or 15 minutes, or 20 minutes, whatever it is, in their car on their way home, it's just easier to put on a station and go. What a, you know, if it's nine songs, you want to hear nine popular songs. You don't want to think about it too much. That's that's what radio essentially is. It's a car format that. You know, you've got people programming the exact songs that are popular, and that's what it is. But it's it's out there. It's just very hard to find now. You have to be a miner to to know where to find it on the internet or where to dig in your Spotify. You still need those 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 people to point you in that direction. And uh, there's there's there are some. They're just hard to find. Hmm. I, I totally respect that. Well, we are speaking with an expert here. We're speaking with Chris Booker, who's had uh, quite a few decades in the business. Is currently a radio DJ on Amp Radio 97.1 in Los Angeles, co-host of the Perez Hilton podcast. And we're going to take a little break. This is the Wayne Holtz podcast. Oh. Yes, the audience is excited. Yes.
Holtz. We are so grateful to our sponsors right here at the Wayne Holtz Podcast, like Enjoy, that's I-N-J-O-Y. They are hosting an event, Caninas and Cocktails, happening in three weeks. July 8th in Southtown at Casa Azul. Bring your pups. We'll have cocktails for them, too. For more info, check out nowenjoy.com slash events. That's now, I-N-J-O-Y.com slash events. And also check out Rock Solutions, spelled R-A-H-K, a unified front of artists, creation, music, digital art, affordable streetwear, and creative nightlife. Visit them online at rock.solutions. Follow them on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook to keep up with new projects and merch drops. Rock Solutions, electronics with a conscience. That's R-A-H-K. And speaking of conscience, and speaking of good songs, which you're listening to right now, uh, Hey Bay by myself, Wayne Holtz. You can catch me performing at the Dolphin Dilemma Jungle Boogie Party at Ventura, July 1st. That's here in San Antonio, Texas. San Antonio's most funky and groovy performers are back to transform Ventura into an eternal world of dance and disco. Prepare your body to shake and move till the early morning, girl, because at midnight we climax with the most intimate dance competition and the most jammin' vinyl soundtrack you'll ever experience. Winner takes home $100 cash for the dance competition, so come shake your ass. Performances that night from Parallel Elephants, Wayne Holtz, that's me, Dolphin Dilemma, and Daff Funk. Check it out. 18 plus, you know you want to be there. And download all of my music once again at wayneholtz.bandcamp.com. Yes, and we are back on the Wayne Holtz podcast with Chris Booker. Um, so, I mean... Sp- all over the years, I okay. So I was looking up all the random stuff that you've done, Booker, just because I I remember once I my memory was jogged. I remembered all the the VH1 stuff and the the MTV days. Uh, were you really like highly active there? I mean, one of the greatest things, which uh, I'm sure you're very proud of, is that you hosted the Britney Spears first listen party back in <laughs> back in the day. I love when, that. Yeah, when she released the Oops I Did It Again album. So you were actually. I mean, to me, this is like historic. Okay. Okay, because you were there when uh, a lot of the world, uh, quote unquote, first heard some of her her hits like "Lucky" and "Stronger." That's amazing. Yeah, um, that was an interesting day. I mean, for me, that show it was interesting because when I when I worked at MTV, I started at MTV too, and I also did a show called 120 Minutes. And I'm not trying to be a snob, but the music <laughs> was it was it, it was more about rock music and and uh not pop music it wasn't pop music that i did at mtv it wasn't really my specialty my specialty was more of knowing the bands and you know talking you know deeper tracks and alternative records and stuff but mtv came to me and they they wanted to do a show called first listen and the concept of the show was to get a band they would come in and they would bring their album that nobody had heard before i'd We'd have a room full of people of their fans, and we'd play the album and kind of ask the band right there what each track was about, have the audience ask questions, and they were like, this is, you know, it's going to be cool. And I'm like, sounds great. Sign me up. It's awesome. It's going to be on MTV. And they said, here's the hook, though. Here's the catch. The first show is going to be with Britney Spears. (laughs) And I so, you know, me, rock alternative guy, I'm like going, uh, that's not really my wheelhouse, you know, like, 
I'm not. I don't really care so much about Britney Spears. And don't get me I, wrong. I, I can't. I can't even imagine like being me. I can't even imagine someone saying that blasphemy, Booker. <laughs> blasphemy. Well, no, no. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm not saying that I don't respect it. It just of wasn't course. my wheelhouse. It okay. wasn't what I do. I mean, come on. When Hit Me Baby One More Time came out, I was. I loved it. I crushed that song. Was amazing. I love the Brit. I did love Brit, but it wasn't. It wasn't what I did. It'd be kind of. You know, like saying, hey, you're a baseball player. Tomorrow you're going to start for the Rams. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't play football. I play baseball. You know, but it was, well, there's still a ball involved. And, you know, you're on a team. You got uniforms. You know what I mean? It's sort of that kind of thing to me. But I was fine. It was, and it, it went great without a hitch. It was no problem. I mean, um, but it was, yeah. And, and at that moment when I did it, I had no idea. I, I you know, I, the concept of the show, I was like, yeah, it'll be cool. But Britney was so white hot at that point when it had come out, it was the highest rated thing that was ever on MTV. <laughs> like there was no other show that had ever gotten the ratings that that show did the night that it debuted. So it was crazy. It was like, you know, overnight I went from like nobody knowing who I was on MTV too. Cause we had like 16 viewers, I think. And to, to, you know, literally like, you know, 9 million people watched this special on MTV with Britney Spears. They're like, who's this guy? You know, and I'm like, I'm the guy that's been playing rock videos for years. But um, it's funny, it's a different day because the day today is is sort of, you kind of got to be a guy like I am, a jack of all trades. Like I could talk alternative music, I could talk rock, rock music, pop music, I could talk entertainment. If you want me to talk news, I can. If you want me to talk sports, I will. I, that's kind of what I am, and that's kind of where society has moved like the Ryan Seacrest molds or the Carson Daly molds being able to do a lot of different things back then as a rock guy and me doing something pop my audience was like you're a sellout and I, everybody, <laughs> everybody was pissed at me and I'm like and I was like whoa 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 time out let me get this right and this is because I did a show on k-rock to a bunch of dudes I said to these dudes I go let me get this right if you had a chance to spend the entire day with hottest balls Britney Spears you're going to say no because you'd think you'd be a sellout. I'm like, eat one. Like, I, shut up. Like, it's awesome. Like, hell yeah, I'm going to interview Britney Spears. I just want to hang out with her. She's hot. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's just a different day. You know, back then everything was selling out. Now the goal, the, it's a Kardashian world now. You know what I mean? It's all about how much can you sell out. It, it, there's, there's no shame in anyone's game anymore. I love it. I I'm embracing it. No shame in Wayne's game either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of course. I mean, how many times did I like blast you on social media? I am so annoying. Well, blasting you to to try and get you on here, but uh, no, I really looked up to your. I really look up to your career and what you've gotten done. So, give me like a wacky story or two about um, either a celebrity run-in or just something in the industry that that has happened over the years where you were either um, brought back to earth uh, as far as uh, devailing the glamour of it all, or um, even something positive that's happened to you. Uh, you know, I wouldn't even know where to start with the stories. I'm I mean, sure. I'm sorry. I'm, uh, I just, I, uh, I, when I tell you that I've seen it all from, you know, just working in the same building as Howard Stern and, you know, being friendly with him in that show, uh, from that side of it to, you know, working at Entertainment Tonight all those years and kind of being in these wild situations with, you know, from Tom Cruise to Diddy to whomever i mean name them i've interviewed them you know getting no to yes to name them thank you because that's i'm getting you to name drop thank you booker <laughs> well, I, you, you, you asked me to name drop, so I'm name dropping. Exactly. I mean, wasn't that the question, name drop about celebrities? I mean, I mean, you know, 
I, I don't think I'm really naming. I, I could, I could just, really get, you know, I could tell you some crazy stories, but I'm going to kind of keep the crazy stories to myself. But Definitely. No, I mean, it's just, it's been a really, it's been a really wild ride. I've, uh, I, you know, a kid from West Virginia that kind of grew up in a trailer. I didn't really see my life being in, you know, glitzy Los Angeles, California, or living in New York for all these years and kind of having these, this, this, these run-ins that I've had. I mean, I've always joked that I want to write a book and I want to call it from redneck to red carpet because mm. it's kind of, it's kind of my life, you know, growing up in the hillbilly sticks of West Virginia, then kind of coming out to Los Angeles and, I've really seen a lot, and it's really been a—it's really—it's really been wild to just kind of, you know, the expression "fly on a wall." I've been a fly on the wall. I—I I have. I've—I've I've just seen some really wild stuff uh, in the industry along the way. So you know. I love it. And you guys, the Wayne Holtz audience, make sure that you're a fly on the wall to Chris Booker because you never know where the road will lead him next. Uh, make sure to follow him on Instagram and on Twitter at Chris Booker, spelled exactly how it sounds. Um, and we're going to take one more break. When we come back, we'll talk to Chris about uh, Gaga at Coachella. And um, okay. what, of course, a little bit more on the Perez Hilton podcast that he co-hosts and also uh, any crazy Illuminati things that have happened to him oh my god so uh chris booker can i get you to say um this is chris booker and you're listening to the wayne holtz podcast sure hey guys this is chris booker and you're listening to the wayne holtz podcast yes they love it okay we are going to a uh, quick break guys uh let's check out a little jam from one of our last sponsors that is the lovely voodoo boogaloo this is push yeah, this one we gotta do this. 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 Yeah, that's why we have to do this. What you want, I need your help. What you want to reach inside yourself. Something different from always. Let's get lost in alien days. I'm sorry, but I can't think. It's all good if it's unique. We love Voodoo Boogaloo. Voodoo Boogaloo based out of San Antonio, Texas. My friends Stephanie Cardona and Logan Woodyard. Voodoo Boogaloo entertains with the drop-dead gorgeous vocals, intense burning chants, and instrumental breaks straight out of a nightmarish acid rainstorm. It's a tag team of love and charisma that gives the audience everything they've been wanting from a power couple. It's truly one-of-a-kind presentation, and we love them for it, says the San Antonio Current. Follow Voodoo Boogaloo on Facebook and Instagram as they embark on their first international tour this June and July. If you want to hear more of their music, find them on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Apple Music, and Bandcamp. Check out Voodoo Boogaloo. You know you want them all. Yes, and we are speaking with music expert, TV and radio personality, Mr. Chris Booker. Yes. You hanging in there, Booker? I'm great. I love it. So, okay, you were at Coachella. I have not had the opportunity to see Gaga live, but tell me, well, was it your first time? No, seeing Gaga. God, no. I've seen Gaga, pff, let me think, one, at least five times. It, probably more, five to ten times, I would say. Yes, that's so good. Okay, so mm -hmm. uh, what would you think about what did you think about her energy? Because you know she really has a new, I would say, uh, 
spirit, almost relaxation in her vibe of these days. And I think it's from all the time, you know, touring with Tony and taking time off to act and really, uh, um, you know, how people grow in their music and stuff. So uh, how did you, what kind of differences did you see in her performance, even though she did do the hits also? You know, yeah, and I was just going to say that. The last part you really just sort of stole what I was about to say. <laughs> you know, I saw the hits. I didn't really get to see her perform this album, and I won't get to see that. I, she's still a few, maybe a couple weeks. No, I think maybe August here in L.A. I can't remember when the tour starts. Um, so it was mostly the hits. So I, I don't feel that I got to see that uh, much of a change because, you know, doing Coachella is a greatest hit show. I mean, you want to go out there. You want to put your uh, best foot forward. And she did that. She, she was unbelievable. She, you know, you have some of these, you know, you've seen, I've seen Guns N' Roses up on that main stage and I'm trying to, you know, Radiohead and uh, over the years, um, God, I mean, from Ellie Goulding, I've just seen so many great people up Lord up on that main stage, but there's just no denying Gaga's presence. She if she has fear in her, you would never, ever know it. Like her, con- I wouldn't even call it confidence. It's just, she just has it. It just, whatever it is, it just oozes off of her. It's, it's, it's almost, it's just, it's just ingrained in her or something. I don't know. Like you feel comfortable watching her. You're like, sometimes you see your favorite artist in a big setting. You're like, God, I hope they don't blow this. With Gaga, you don't have that you're like i wonder what she's gonna do and how it's gonna be awesome because she's just all she's all personality and presence just presence man and she just owned the stage and you know i i there was a certain amount of people i mean look a lot of people bought their coachella tickets to see beyonce and they didn't get beyonce after watching gaga i don't feel like anybody walked away like well beyonce would have been better i think a lot of people walked away uh, like that was pretty amazing. And I felt that a lot of the rock people, a lot of the original purists that went to Coachella, all nine of them that are still left. <laughs> I think they, I think they even still embraced, they had to go, yeah, that was pretty goddamn good. You know? So that side of it was, was awesome. You know, this record, I'm not a huge fan of this record. I, I I'm not, I, it, I don't like how it's produced. I, I love Mark Ronson. I love a lot of stuff Mark Ronson's done, especially the Bruno Mars stuff. But I, it's too screamy. It's too yelly. Um, I think she wanted to do kind of like a rock god album, which I would think I would like a little bit more because that's kind of what my DNA is all about. You know, I like rock music and presence. Um, but when it comes to Gaga, I, 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 that's the dance side of me. That's, you know, I, I'm still... Just Dance, Poker Face, you know, that's, that's my Gaga, because she's just so freaking awesome at it. I love that side of her. So it's not, I'm, not, I'm not upset that she kind of went a different direction for that. I just wanted more of why I love her. But, you know, ta- like we were talking about the business a little while ago, it's changed. And artists like Gaga, you've got to respect that she is like, well, screw it. I'm not going to give everybody exactly what they want because I'm gonna, I, I want to spread my wings as an artist. I've given people hits. I want to do this kind of record now. And, you know, she's so good she could crawl back in the studio and has and, you know, put out and get back to dance if she wants to. I mean, it, it's really kind of awesome to see her do so many different things. And, by the way, her new song that's not on the album. Um, the Cure. Um, the Cure, I think, is one of the best songs out right now. I think, I think The Cure is a, is a great... I think she heard Sia's chandelier and said, I can do that. 
I love the softness of her vocals. I love that it's the absolute polar opposite of everything <laughs> on this new Gaga record. It's so soft, and it's it's her her vocals are delicate, and they're you know I guess they're a love story to her fan. But it's like Perez and I we argue over. He says, "Well, it sounds like an old song that she dug up." I'm like, "Well, so what? It's that's what I like, you know." Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's I think it's a nice love letter to her fans, and I think it's. I just think it's an awesome song. I think it's the best thing she's done. Uh, and I guess it's not on this record, but, you know, since maybe a couple of records ago. I, I just love it. And it's funny that, like, it's not being, we were talking about radio, it's not getting played a ton, and it's really, and I think it will, because she, you know, it, it, like when I was talking about research, and or I wasn't talking about research, but I was talking about hits. I think in the long run it'll end up being a hit because it's still selling, and people, there's demand for it. So, I like it. I, I, I like the. Uh, I, I really like the Cure, but don't love the new record. I don't know where are you on the new record. Um, to be honest, I'm. Well, I will be completely uh, uh, forward in saying that I am a diehard fan. So I'll pretty much support her whenever she does. I'm definitely not so blind to say that I can't see when something's a little bit faulty. I definitely think there are a few like misses on the album. But overall, mm -hmm. I think I really, because, you know, I always appreciate her more. I've never seen her live in person, but I really appreciate the songs more when I watch them for the first time when she's performing them live. And so yeah, whenever I watch, yeah, I watch the Bud Light tour that she did, I love the, you know, I really like the heartfelt aspect of it. I kind of felt like she was relaxing a little bit. And I don't know, it just felt like a, a nice chill. But see, listen, everyone hated Art Pop too. And I thought it was like a chilled shot of expensive vodka. I thought that shit was good, you know? Yeah, I so, liked Art Pop. I, yeah. see, I, but I like Art Pop more than I like this record. 100%. And, and, but, you know, I, I'm, not, I, I'm not like you. I'm not the, you know, the, you know, goo goo for Gaga. I'm really, you know, I'm not in the Little Monster fan club. But I, I, I absolutely love her and I absolutely respect her and I love her music. I mean, maybe I am a fan. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm, I'm into all of it. I'm just, you know, I'm not a crazy follower, but, but that's part of being me. I mean, I gotta be objective. And to... me, and me is uh, Chris Booker. By the way, we, we the <laughs> yeah. reason we respect his opinion is because uh, he has been in radio and television for years. He's a co-host on the Press Hilton podcast. That's why I'm picking his brain on these last few hot topics in the media. I mean, and speaking of new eras, like, okay, I have to touch on Miss Katy Perry. I can't. Like this this last weekend with the live streaming and I don't know I never another one I've never seen her live myself but I watched the Prismatic tour for the first time um on Hulu I believe and something about just the uh the way that she puts on the persona and um really like plays to I don't know maybe her your ten year old fans or whatever audience she's trying to reach. And I don't know if that I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing, but I think it almost translated into how she felt the need to go like so extreme the opposite way. And this is what the Disney stars normally do at twenty, but she's doing it at thirty and then she's got the live stream and she's crying and she's all of it. What is up with her booker? What is going on? <laughs> I think here's what I think. I think Katy Perry is stuck in the middle. I think she's stuck in the middle of growing up. And I, and I think it happens to every single person. Um, you, you kind of wake up a little bit to the world and your surroundings and what's really happened, and you're kind of looking behind the curtain. And I think she's got a good peek behind the curtain. She got herself really invested in politics and Hillary Clinton this year. And, you know, uh, Katy Perry probably doesn't get said no to a lot. She probably, you know, gets everything she wants when she wants. Uh, you know, she's a, she's a giant star. And I think, you know, when Hillary didn't win and she got kicked in the teeth a little bit by that, and 
I think she took it uh, like a lot of people, a lot of the younger generation did, like, you know, they're really upset. And, you know, when you're a little older, you kind of say, hey, we've had terrible presidents before. And, you know, it's just four years. Four years goes by pretty quickly. And It'll be over pretty not, quickly, yes. Yeah, let's let's not get carried away. I mean, it's, it's, like, it's not that bad. Everybody's like, it's so bad. Like, it's really not that bad. But bringing it back to Katy Perry, I just think that she's sort of kind of growing up and she's experimenting with that and her eyes are open to a few things and she's growing. She's trying to grow as an artist. Did she hit the mark with album? I will tell you a resounding no. She did not. She missed the mark. Um, it's not a, it's not a very good album. Is it playing? Um, is, is, are any of the songs besides change to the rhythm playing in the markets over there? No, no. I mean, you know, every there. It's and it's not that they're not playing because you could sit there. We could go back to Gaga and say, oh, yeah, right. well, you know, the Cure isn't being played that much either. But the Cure has been out Coach the day after Coachella since I saw it live. It's been out since then. And what are we talking like a month and a half, two months ago? And it's still in the top fifteen on iTunes. You know, Katy Perry's been out for a couple of weeks, and it's in the seventies. You know, so it's. It, it, that just tells you it's 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 not just you know critics taking a big dump on it. It's just it's she's not working with Max Martin. She's you know she 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 walked away from um, uh, all the major songwriters, and I I think she's working with a couple of different people. I think she had a lot more say on this, and you know maybe she should have done that with a few tracks and maybe stuck with a couple of the hit makers and made sure she had a couple of hits on the record. But she didn't do that. So, um, yeah, so I, I think <laughs> no. I, 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 like, I don't want to crap on her because I'm a big fan. I mean, no, I yeah, think teenage, you know, and I, I don't know if Teenage my... Dream is one of the greatest songs ever written. I think it's, you know, it evoked a feeling, and it's still, every time I hear it, it, it makes me, it reminds me of youth. It reminds me of those moments she's talking about, like she hit a nerve, and she, she could do that with her voice and her music, but she doesn't really hit any nerves with this record with me, and I, I, it's unfortunate because I, I, would, I would like to have it, but she's made a lot of missteps over the past six months. So Definitely. Well, well I, I love you too, Katie, and we're definitely not trying to get uh, Booker to uh, quote-unquote shit on you because, I mean, you, you've been putting out hits. Every album has, like, ten hits every album. So, yeah. you know, the... Um, but look, like I was saying, my job, I mean, like, I'm on this podcast with Perez, and it's why the podcast works because, you know, Perez has this crazy thoughts and whatever on everything, and he's very... Very, very good when it comes to entertainment and kind of framing exactly what's going on and such. But he'll put his spin on it that I will think is so far out in left field. I'm like, you're a nut job. Like, so I, I'm the guy that calls him a nut job and says you're completely wrong. More often than not, we actually agree on music. We're, him and I are pretty simpatico when it comes to music. But when it comes to, like, politics and thoughts, that's where we very much differ. But when it comes to this Katy Perry record, I think him and I are kind of on the exact same page about it, which sucks because I want somebody to go, no, it's great. Oh, <laughs> I, would, I would like to be, I would actually like to be wrong about Katie because I, I like her, but I, uh, I, I don't think that I am. Well, you can hear um, Booker's opinion on Katie and all the things happening in the entertainment industry um, now and in the past and his intake uh, on the Perez Hilton podcast, which he co-hosts. You can check that out at PerezPodcast.com or do it the cool way on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. Um, make sure to follow Chris Booker on Instagram and on Twitter at Chris Booker to see whatever the hell he's up to. I know we all need those followers. and. Yeah, 
Taking, it's a lot of me taking pictures of my cat. Let's just be honest. I actually was going to say, I was looking through your Instagram last night, and it's probably 50% cat. Yeah. I'm, uh, I love it. I, I'm telling you, when I say I'm a multifaceted guy, I really am. I'm all <laughs> over the map. I mean, I, I'm, sit, you know, I'm sitting here watching Mets baseball and, uh, right now and, uh, you know, petting my cat. So, I mean, it's a, it's a whole thing going on over here. I'm, you know, I, I got all my bases covered. No, it's exciting. And that's why we had to, that's why we had to have you into the Wayne Holtz podcast. And I, oh, I have to ask one random, random question. I'm going on tour in, to, in next month to Philly and New York. And since you were the Philly's uh, sexiest or one of the sexiest bachelors <laughs> back in the day, can you <laughs> suggest what cool are some crap. cool places to, um, do, for like an up and coming, you know, like I'm very good at performing, but um, pop, like, you know, what are some good like venues up there? Can you suggest anything? Cause I'm having a weird, I- time in the philly uh, not as much i anymore, mean per- performing what like stand up or no music um, or what yeah i do i do pop music like choreo and singing and costume changes i have no damn idea i mean <laughs> i you know i've been in la for i guess about eight years now and i just went back it's funny i went back to new york two weeks two weekends ago and i'm walking around i'm down in the east village and like it's like high rises and money and i'm like what the frick happened to this city like it, it's just i don't know like all the young people are you know there's there's not as many there as there used to be i mean it was all young people now it seems like everybody's old and you know philly going back to philly in the past decade that city has changed so much now it's actually gotten younger so i, I i'm sure there are places that you're talking about that that are there they just weren't there when i was there but philly is definitely like a whole different it's a lot of money that's coming to Philadelphia now, so it's a different vibe. So you can, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't really help you out on that front. No, I definitely. Con- I can tell you to go to Continent, Continental Restaurant. There's two of them. Get the lobster mac. It'll change your life. That's what I can tell you. Yes. Okay, well, that was some pivotal information, let me tell you. <laughs> Thank you so much once again, Booker, for being here. I really appreciate it. it it's been great. Well, thanks for giving a damn. Okay. At Chris Booker. Follow me. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Bye, sir. All right, that was Chris Booker from the Perez Hilton podcast. You know him as a TV personality and blah, blah, blah for years. Thanks, guys, for checking out the Wayne Holtz podcast once again. That was episode 10. Woo! Oh, girl, wait until you see who we've got coming up in the next few weeks. It's going to be great. Um, You are listening to Wayne Holtz at the moment. Follow me on Instagram and on uh, Facebook at Wayne Holtz, W-A-Y-N-E-H-O-L-T-Z. Make sure to follow the podcast on Instagram and on Facebook at the Wayne Holtz Podcast and on Twitter at Wayne Podcast. Oh, and follow me on Twitter at Wayne Holtz. Also, um, like I said, make sure to follow Booker at Chris Booker on everything. Download the podcast for free on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, and at creativesocialite.com. Catch up on all the uh, latest episodes of the past ones. Don't forget we've had Nina Diaz from Girl in a Coma. Um, we've had so many uh, guests from uh, Big Brother, the television show on CBS, including Nick Uhas, who just got to the second round on America's Got Talent last week with Tyra Banks, um, and Ross Matthews from Straight Talk with Ross Matthews, and RuPaul's Drag Race and Chelsea Lately and all that other stuff. So make sure to um, catch up on the Wayne Holtz podcast and also catch up on my music. Uh, I do make pop music, as you heard me telling Booker. So check that out at wayneholtz.bandcamp.com. Um, it's all free to download and listen. Here's a minute with Mark from me. Bye. When it comes to looks and smarts, I'll give you five out of five kisses. 